If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Welcome to Charged Up Studio Live, where small business owners get charged up for success. Are you a small business owner? Do you find yourself struggling through the many responsibilities that come with the title entrepreneur? Well, we're here for you. Charged Up Studio is hosted by Market Academy LLC, your prescription for what we call OPA. What is OPA? It's when you become so overwhelmed with the confusion that comes with business ownership that you become paralyzed and ultimately avoid doing anything in hopes it will take care of itself or you put it off till later. Does that sound familiar? I'm your host, Dan Olivo, and each week we bring a business professional eager to charge you up as they talk about the many things that keep you from moving forward with your small business. So are you ready to get charged up for success? Let's hit it. So welcome back to Charged Up Studio, where we bring you insightful conversations with industry experts and leaders. I'm Dana Olivo, your host, and we're continuing our focus this month on unleashing creative entrepreneurship, transforming visions into reality. One industry sector that has really expanded exponentially over the last 10 years or more, especially with the introduction of COVID, is the digital training and e-learning market. Since the advent of the digital market or the digital age, education has seen a radical shift. We've migrated from traditional chalk and blackboard classrooms to virtual ones, heralding a revolution in the way we way knowledge is important, imparted and absorbed. So today we're going to dive into this tech transformed universe of education and unravel how it has changed our perspective towards learning and training. So this month's guest has worked within this sector for many years and brings a wealth of experience developing and building training and e-learning programs. So grab a cup of your favorite brew, sit back and get ready to ride the wave of digital learning with us as we decode the edutech evolution, as we give a heartfelt, warm, charged up studio. Welcome to Miss Nancy Geary. Welcome, Nancy. Hey, thank you. I'm so glad to be with you today. I'm glad you're here too. Um, I mean, I've delved full-heartedly into the the e-learning environment and the and the virtual education environment. That's not my forte, although I know it's part of my my uh, arsenal of mm-hmm. uh, branding and 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 funneling information. So you're the guru. We're going to get to what you know. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, and it's really become part of the mix for everyone. 
No, that's exactly it. So before we get started, I have a very important question for you. So okay. Are you ready? I ask I this of so. every. I hope so. <laughs> uh, I ask this of every guest I have on my podcast. If you could go back in time and give your young self some solid advice, what advice would you give her, and at what age? Boy, if going back in time. So the advice that I would give was back when Nancy was a freshman in high school and could not see or the value of algebra. (laughs) I would have told her, you got to dive in, you got to dig in because having stronger math, math skills will serve you well in life. I have compensated for that, I think, for a very long time because I just um I just didn't get it. Right. And then we we had a, a the at the my last week as a as a freshman, um sadly my brother had passed away very unexpectedly. And I should have gone to summer school to study algebra, but they just kind of passed me through because they felt they felt bad for me. So from that point forward, I was that I really had to compensate uh, in a lot of ways, and uh, doors did not open to me that perhaps could have um, if I would have adopted that skill at a very young age. Now I've done okay, but yes. I, I yeah. think um, you know sometimes you have to even when things are hard, you got to suck it up and you got to do it. Well, and you also have to keep in mind that even though at a young age, you don't think, what am I going to use this for? Yeah. You know, you don't know. <laughs> when you become an adult, if you had that magic ball where you could, that crystal ball where you could look ahead and see where is algebra going to make sense in my future life, you know, um, then maybe you might be able to accept it more when you're younger. But unfortunately... Right. When we're younger, we don't have that foresight. <laughs> well, and, and, you know, and I think exactly. And, you know, in many ways, I think it some of this positioned me for the, the career that I ended up in, which mm-hmm. is really around, you know, when you're when you're creating any type of a learning experience, you need to create some sort of context right. and some sort of relevance. Now, it becomes more important for adults because, you know, we've <laughs> we can make we can make more of our own um, choices, perhaps. But right. you know, I think that, and I look at it, you know, the way um, the way history was taught in many instances was a lot of facts and dates. But there's so many wonderful stories that could be told that could have really um, made that all just resonate and made made the make the classroom just a much more interesting and engaging environment. So we're going to get into some of that in our, as far as where things have gone, you know, or Mm -hmm. where it's going. But um, yeah, I, you know, I think it's important for our listeners to understand the fact that um, the, the purpose behind bringing this podcast, first of all, bringing, bringing Nancy to the stage here is because our lives personal lives, our, edu- our our business lives, our success lives have been impacted so greatly mm-hmm. um, because we've had to switch our tactical elements for learning, for, for engaging everything. Yes. And so yes. it's important that we take keep that in mind. So let's get started here, okay? 
I'm going to start by setting the stage. Nancy, what exactly is e-learning and how does it differ from traditional education methods? Well, e-learning is consumed on a computer or a tablet or a phone. So it's really a, a digital format of, of learning. And one of the biggest differences between e-learning and more traditional training is that it's a solo experience. Somebody sits down, they're at their computer, they're on their phone, wherever they are, and they're, they're, and they're just taking it in independently. Right. So in its purest form, there isn't anybody there that you can ask a question. You can't raise your hand and say, I'm stuck. I need help. You just kind of, you know, you're just, you're going through it. So the level of clarity around instructions is far more important because the last thing you want, if you're putting a course out into the world is for someone to get stuck and bail and then they're never heard from again. Right. Uh, we can bring in groups and you know, create, create cohorts, set up places for people to engage either in a group where it's all um, writing messages back and forth, or you can add in a group where you can be present to, um, to answer questions, right. set up office hours, things like that. But right. you know, in its purest form, it's somebody who it's, it's, it's self-study, um, which we used to have, you know, workbooks, that were self-study, but it was still part of, the, it was built into the classroom and the community. So I think the challenge now is to look at how can you offer e-learning and still give a sense of community. Right, and I think we fell on our sword with the pandemic a great deal when it comes to mm -hmm. our school system because of the fact that, you know, um, it was so easy for our children to get um, distracted to get, you know, uh, you know, not having that environment that engages them as opposed to just this, you know, uh, right. virtual environment, like you said, one-on-one. -on -one. So can you help us understand the transition, the transition from traditional classroom-based learning to the dynamic world of e-learning? How, how has the pandemic impacted Okay. Uh, the timeline and the process. Right, right. Well, you know, e-learning has been around for uh, a long time. And in, right. in, in prior to e-learning, we distributed uh, digital courses on CDs. So that that's how long I've been at this. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> so, so CDs, maybe three and a quarter. For those yeah, they, they young people out there, it was a disc. Right? <laughs> and things were sent out. But yeah. um, when e-learning came in, it was very prevalent in uh, the corporate setting because it was an easy way to distribute consistent uh, information out to everyone at the same time. So that that so it's been there and it's been very prevalent. And it used to take um, a whole team of people to create um, to create courses that we would spend months, six, you know, forever on just get to get something out. Yeah. Well, as the tools have evolved, it's become easier for just about anybody to create a course. You know, we've got, we have cameras on our computers. You know, you can, you, you know, buy yourself a good microphone. You can get lighting in it. So you can shoot your own, you can do your own video. So it's become where it's open to, it's open to everyone to do. 
the challenge is, is with, um, with that, people are getting in the game that don't have sort of this, the foundational principles around design. So there's this whole methodology that I happen to have a master's degree in, so yay me, called instructional design. And right. a lot of people will get something in adult education. So we, we have all these people out in the world that, you know, we're, this is our, uh, this is our profession. So we've been trained in a methodology and how to think about how do you structure content? How do you, how do you awaken it and make it more interesting? That element, I think, is the missing link in what happened during the pandemic. Right. So the pandemic hits suddenly everybody's like, oh my God, what am I going to do? How am I going to, how am I going to manage? Particularly if people were, um, you know, like professional speakers, they were living on the road and I was like, okay, now what? Right. Right. Or people that were, were doing um, training and workshops. A lot of people there, you know, it was on the road. They weren't doing it. Not uh, much was done virtually except in the corporate sector. So it had been going on in the corporate sector forever. So now people that outside of the corporate sector or people that sell to corporations or do a B2C type of business, like, well, what do I do now? So the rush was, I'll just do all these recordings. Yeah, I'll do a recording. I'll do a webinar and I'll record it and I'll send it out. Now I have a course and yeah. you have a recording. Yeah. Because it has was not thought through that, uh, that someone is going to be engaging. Is somebody really going to sit and watch a recorded webinar for right. an hour? Right, right. No, and, and, and that takes me to my next question is, let's talk about the anatomy of uh, yes. the learning environment, you know, about the context, the, the content and, the, and, you know, how it's presented. Let's talk a little bit about that, the interactivity, the engagement, mm -hmm. you know, the user experience. Can you, yeah. you know, kind of give us a, uh, an idea of what we're looking at, what a true engaging e-learning uh, experience is like? Well, I love that you use you're using the word experience because I think that is is the way to think about it is that you're not creating a course but you're creating an experience. So the one of the first steps that people want to take when they're getting into this game is so what's available to me? Right. What what are the different tools out there that I can use? So video is very prevalent and I believe it needs to be a part of most of our e-learning courses. And when you're doing video, people will say, how long? How long should the video be? And one of the tips is you wanna say as much as you can in as little time as possible to get your point across. So the first thing you have to think about is you wanna come up with a script. And a lot of people will say, ah, you know, I'm, I'm a key points person. I can just talk. Well, you know, I can, I can just talk and ad lib with the best of them. However, <laughs> when you're producing uh, a video, you want to make it really tight and as concise as you can. Right. That's the first part. Then the other um, stage of it to look at is it's a visual medium. So what can you show? So for example, the way that I'm I'm seated now, I'm a bit, I'm off center today. No, don't make fun of me, but, <laughs> but I've got this white space on this side. Right. So it would be possible to have text come up exactly. on that white space mm -hmm. next to me. So as I'm talking, keywords could pop. Um, you, can, uh, you can do some very simple editing 
because what you want to do is have as much um, movement as you can. I encourage everyone, every time you watch a new show, a movie, a TV show, a commercial, look at how often the scenes change, right? Mm -hmm. We are all conditioned because right. we all are consuming content on screens of all sizes that there's going to be movement. Things are going to be changing at different camera angles, different things are going to be going on. And right. that's one way that holds our attention. Now, having said that, it can get expensive yeah. to do a lot of that with, uh, with video. So there's different ways that you can approach it depending on your, your budget and what your resources are. Things can be done in post-production. You can also use tools like Ecamm if you're a Mac user or OBS if you're a PC user where you can bring in a different scenes and you can do the scene changes while you're recording. Right. And then the editing is much is much lighter. Uh, having you, some, so you can yeah. also use PowerPoint. PowerPoint yes. will allow you to develop your slides, you know, mm -hmm. and you can right. incorporate your video with those, you know, uh, with those slides and it will actually transform it into video. Now, the difference is, is that um, you still need an editing platform. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I use Camtasia. Yeah. Camtasia is great. Yeah. Camtasia I use Camtasia. Is a great platform. But um, my, my question is, let's say that you can't really afford the video, you know, or anything like that. Can you develop courses that are um, graphically engaging without having to have video? Okay, to kind I of think, cost down. Right. Well, you're mentioning um, using using PowerPoint and turning that into a video. That's that is the the simplest thing that you can do is just have uh, have your slides done, really nice graphics, and you can have your voice behind the slides. You don't have to. Right. You don't have right. to be there. Right. And some people get wigged out about being on camera, even though we've been living on camera now for for quite a while. But that's that's a way, you know, and, you, you know, I think it's good for people to not get freaked out, but look at it in levels. Like, what can you do to start and make it interesting? Well, having really nice slides, I think a good investment is in a graphic designer to come up with a beautiful template for you. Yeah. Something that I did. And then you just, you can be talking behind um, the right. template. Right. And then the right. editing for that is is simpler. The editing is just cutting out the bloopers. Ask me yeah. how I know. <laughs> yeah, and then over time you yeah. can, as you have more funds, then you can look at well, how much how much more do I need to do with this video right. to really level it up? Right. And to me, the next level is doing something like the you know the e camera OBS where you just you do everything, you're just recording it, and you make some things happen while you're recording it. Right. And you go into YouTube, and you can see a lot of these. Exactly. Some of them are very professionally done. Some of them are not professionally done. You know, it's just. A, a, and again, we get back to the customer experience. What yes. are they expecting? Okay. Um, with you and I have known each other for a while and my e-learning environment is set up. Um, we've got a combination. So we've got some video, we've got some PowerPoint, we've got Absolutely. some written, you know, with a lot of graphics and stuff like that. But the difference, the difference between what I'm bringing to my e-learning environment and what most are doing out there as far as like Udemy or something like that mm -hmm. is the fact that 
my environment is designed to not become shelf help. Okay. I want my courses to actually um, take my customers to building a, uh, uh, a customized program for their businesses. Exactly. Okay. Because, you know, again, <clears throat> when we're talking about content and we're talking about engagement and interactivity. We all know you go to a seminar, you go to one of these places that teaching you different things and you'll sit and, you know, you'll listen and you'll get it. But then you go back to the office and you put it aside and you don't go back to it. Yes. All right. So mm -hmm. those are the things that, like you said, you have to be thinking about strategically. How am I going to introduce this? You know, exactly. Well, I think what's important is you want to get people doing something as quickly as possible. And that's when we're in my head of securities decided to join the show. Uh, and the head is where having checklists wor uh, worksheets for lack of a better word tool, right. you know, give people tools that they can use, yes. you know, if you, and so think about how can you teach somebody how to use a tool? Right. So maybe it's a spreadsheet for doing four forecasting, for example, teach them how to use the spreadsheet to do their forecast, right? Give them something, right. you know, because it's people are, you know, people are coming to experts because there's some kind of a problem that they want to solve, or they want to take themselves, they want to, you know, move to a new, a new right. level. So it's really giving them tools that they can use to support them in, in their, in their, in their job. That's the most important thing that you can do. If you can do something where you can solve somebody's problem, that that's the main event. Right. The other part is, you know, well, you know, having all of you know video. We talked a little about that. Having good sound is the most important, right? Because if if the sound is bad, then people will check out, right? Right. And and being able to get to the point quickly is mm -hmm. important. So these are fun are really just fundamental principles. And then mixing up kind of what you're giving people to do. So if I'm going from looking at a video to using a right. particular tool to reading a PDF document to answering questions, you know, it's just the more you can change it up because every time something changes, that's interaction. Yeah, exactly. And 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 with that being said, how do you adjust or adapt to different learning styles? you know, versus yeah. audio versus visual <laughs> versus, you know, how do you right. do that? Yeah. And again, that's that mixing of the mediums. Exactly. You Just know. by changing up what you do, because, you know, I, I, when I look at learning styles, well, they're important. It's, you, you know, if you think, let's just, you know, if let's say there's four different quadrants, I know there's more, but if so, if, just to make the math easy, because remember early on, I told you about my issues with math. <laughs> so you potentially are reaching 25% of your audience at any given time. But here's what I think kind of um, overtakes the whole idea around learning styles. Right. And that's, if it's important to me, if I really believe that this course is going to help me solve my problem, I'm not going to be as picky mm -hmm. about how you're communicating with me because it's really important to me. Right. And it's relevant. Right. Right. No, that's it, true. That's, you know, if it's relevant and if I can see myself and I can 
um, feel myself in the stories. So here's, here's another part that can sort of compensate for these things. Is what you're doing properly niched or is it really generic? Right. Are you telling right. a story where I can see myself in the story and I can go, yeah, you get me. I'm yep. No, no. My, um, my granddaughter um, is four years old. She'll be five years old in November. And um, she's homeschooled. You know, my, my, my daughter-in-law is going to be homeschooling her. And she's got her in the, the Hooked on Phonics program. Oh. <laughs> you know? And so where I'm going with this is let's talk about the gamification because a lot of her learning has to do with her solving problems. I mean, I was amazed. There's one, one where it's actually teaching her coding at four years old where she has to set these arrows for this car to follow the road. And she yeah. starts to think about, okay, which, which arrow goes first, the right arrow, the left arrow, the upper arrow, the down arrow. And that's coding. When you yeah. think about it, that's coding. <laughs> that's awesome. It's, it's amazing. So let's talk about the game of the gamification um, uh, as a tool, gamification as a tool for e-learning and, you know, well, I think a great example of gamification in e-learning, there's an application, it's called Duolingo for learning language. And as you go through the different levels, there's a leaderboard. And I, I went to, I traveled to Sicily earlier this year. So I was studying Italian to get ready for the trip. And I got, you know, I was on the, I want to be at the top of that leaderboard. So if somebody has like a kind of a competitive experience, the whole idea of when you do something, and you, you achieve a certain level, you can move up this leaderboard. It was like, okay, I started at the bottom, but now I'm up at the top. <laughs> I mean, it's simple. No. I mean, because we all like to, everybody likes to play games or is it some kind of a puzzle or problem to solve? There's a simple, um, you know, you can, you can award badges as people proceed through. Uh, you can arrange to have, when somebody completes a lesson, a very simple um, animation. Maybe it's balloons uh, or a confetti drop or, and, you know, and she like pops that. the balloons. And, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of, it's, it sounds a little bit um, silly oh, from an, from an adult oh. angle, but I think if you, if you can come up with badging and awards that are um, appropriate, there's a yeah. platform out there. It's called Kahoot and you can use Kahoot as a is an independent study, or you could use it in a in a Zoom session, and people answer answer questions. There are multiple choice questions, and you um, every time you get a question right, you get a point. And then at the very end of the game, they've got like the Olympics. You know, <laughs> the first, second, and third place. You're on the podium, and you get a, you get a little recognition, but those things, they're simple, but they're sort of incentives that keep people going. And I, I know someone who uses this platform to prepare people for, I forgot exactly what type of certification, but she used it to prepare people for a certification exam. Wow. So they had fun studying and doing these practice questions right. then to get ready and go and do the real exam instead of, you know, pulling out the the multiple yeah, choice yeah, tests yeah. and 
darkening the circles and all of that, which, right, but it, it made it fun and it made it interesting. And I think it, because it were, had that game component to it, it probably made them feel like, yeah, this certification is possible. I was number one on the, the podium today. I was going to say, okay, well, let's, <laughs> let's hear a little bit of this Italian that you learned. Oh, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's amazing. I got there and I was, I was see, <laughs> yeah, <Really>? see, see? <laughs> see. <laughs> but let's, um, and, 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 you know, we, we're talking about gamification, but there's other elements that go into the engagement aspect, you know, such as collaboration and mm -hmm. community, you know, and, uh, those kind of things. Let's talk a little bit about that. Sure. Well, I think that's that's the one of the key um, places that I think we're at now is we've come out of collectively sharing a very solitary experience oh, gosh, and yes. way of living, and people are are longing for um, community, mm -hmm. and now it's even more important. You know, we're longing for it. Now, most people in most parts of the world, I've, I've observed lately when I've been out and about, there's just more of an ease that people don't feel so um, worried and stressed about it. Hey, you get coughed. <laughs> don't cough on me. Um, so now the, the next path, I think, in the whole e-learning space is going to be even more interesting because we have more choices now. It's not like, well... I can't leave the house. I might as well <laughs> take another course. Yes. Now, all of the e-learning that's out there and available, and I think it's important, and it's in the mix, it's competing with other types of experiences. So it's going to be even more important to make it more engaging. And right. one way, I think, to make it engaging is to bring in the community. So yeah. I think people need to sort of look at it. Well, how does this fit into my business model and everything that I can do? Perhaps you want to offer a mastermind or some type of a group program. And there's an e-learning component that's bundled into that. Exactly. So, hey, you're in my mastermind. And because you're in my mastermind and we're going to meet every week, every other week, whatever the cadence is, you also get these courses. And by the way, I'm going to ask you to take certain modules in our work together so that when we come together as the collective, our conversation can be deeper and more meaningful because you will have done the basic training, if you will, exactly. before you join me. So I think now it's it's looking at it from we've got we we built all this this e-learning now. How does mm -hmm. it fit in to the right. context of how you want to work with people? And right. I think that's the next place to go. And I think there's an opportunity for people to uh, make more money in this context because it's probably easier to sell a few high ticket offers than you know thousands and thousands and thousands of little tickets. Forty seven dollar, you know, yeah, twenty yeah. twenty dollar. <laughs> so right. it's a numbers game, right? Yeah, and that's exactly it. And then when you start incorporating the newest technology, which we're talking about, augmented reality. You yes. know, in virtual reality, and as we move from there um, into that environment, you know, the, the not only does the price point go up, okay, but mm 
but the engagement goes up as yes. well because yeah. they feel as though they're getting more value for the dollar. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So both, uh, you know, augmented reality and virtual reality, you know, it, this is like, I think the next um, type of technology that's yeah. going to work its way down that more people can take advantage of it. My first experience with virtual reality was probably 20 years ago. And it was like millions, a million yeah. to set it up in a company to do it. And it was kind of, it was like, if you kind of look at how video games have evolved from the, you know, back to, we can remember things like Pong, right? Yeah, <laughs> to yeah. where we are now. So yeah. as it becomes, uh, as, as a tool more available to more people to use, then we can start to see broader applications. I, I personally, I like sort of, I like the augmented reality more where you're cut, you're in your world, but you're, you're, you know, but you're also, yeah, you know, like maybe more of a warrior. Yeah. Um, I think that's going to be a very um, interesting component to add yeah. where you can do more um, richer types of simulations. Right. And, and you know, that the dreaded role play will become more interesting. My dog here will become um, because you're, I think if you can kind of, it's almost like putting a mask on at a party. Right. No, that's, that's exactly <laughs> it. That's exactly it. So all of this leads to one one statement, one question. Um, our learners, they're not passive recipients anymore. They're actually driving a lot of this education as right. well. You know, the, the digital environments, you know, and things like that. So, so what do you see the future you know, looking I, like? I think yeah. about what it was. Oh, I'm sorry. You kind of, um, you broke up a little bit. Can you oh, repeat sorry. That? That's okay. <laughs> So, so basically, it's technology. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 basically what we're saying is that our our learners are not passive recipients anymore. You know, right. They, they, right. They, they're the ones who are dictating how they want their material delivered. Absolutely, and you know, I think about uh, you know what it was like to sit in a lecture hall in college. Oh yeah, I do too. Right with you know. 90 people people and the professor just kind of droned on in, in the front of the room and you took copious notes and and you took uh and you took a test to, uh, in a lot of ways that's what some of these recordings feel like right. to me i'm very it's just very really passive because i'm just watching this recording and taking notes right and i, I find that now as we kind of as we're moving forward People want people want to be more of an active participant, and they want to feel that it's more like play. Uh, and as you know, as as the population of adults changes, if you think about like your granddaughter, how she's learning through play, yeah. well, a lot of other young people have been learning through play. So when they get into the workplace, and then they then somebody just dumps like some you know, here's you know you have to take the required. Um, yeah training yep. about cybersecurity and it's like, oh my God, <laughs> right? So the, the the market is just going to start to to shift. And it's not not that everybody's looking to be that doesn't have not it's not always about entertainment, but it's about being being interesting and being relevant and relatable. And and holding your attention, you know, just holding yeah. your attention. You know, our, our attention spans are so narrow nowadays, you know, that if oh my we gosh. figure out how to hold that attention is just really, you know, 
So we're coming up on the end of another episode of Charged Up Studio. And thank you, Nancy, for joining us today and shedding light on the e-learning and, and digital marketing or the digital uh, learning environment. You know, it's this is this is what's driving our market nowadays, you know. So do you have any last minute tips that you want to leave with our audience when it comes to uh, if they are thinking about getting in or delving into the e-learning or the digital marketing environment? Well, you want to start any project. In it's old quote from Stephen Covey. You want to begin with the end in mind. Yes. You want to think about what's the outcome and ask yourself the question, when somebody completes my course, what are they going to be able to do that they couldn't do before? What are they going to know that they didn't know? And how are they going to feel? And have that be your guiding light throughout the whole process and, and start working with one tool, one type of technology, get comfortable with it, pick up another one, and just keep adding to your toolkit as you go. And also, if there's certain things that you want to have happen, think about who do you need to outsource to? Exactly. What's the best use of your time? And that's, that's important to understand, you know, you don't have to do it all. You right. Know, there right. are people out there that are experts at what needs to be done and take advantage of their knowledge base. Exactly. You know, it's, in the long run, it's going to be cheaper for you to do that than to try right. to do it yourself, you know, when you think right. about it. So how can our listeners reach you should they wish to? The best way to reach me is if you want, you can go to my website, which is nancygeary.com and Geary is G-I-E-R-E. -E. You can email me, which is easy. It's nancy at nancygeary.com. And I would love to continue the conversation. And you're also on LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn. Yes. Yes. All right. So that concludes our podcast for today. Please leave a review on any of the streaming platforms you're listening to us on or go to our Charged Up Studio Facebook page and leave a review there. Charged Up Studio is the product of Marketatomy and Marketatomy Academy, the e-learning system designed specifically with the micro-business owner in mind. For more information and to register for our many courses, go to Marketatomy, M-A-R-K-E-T-A-T-O-M-Y dot academy. And until next week, where we'll bring you another special guest, go out and have a charged up week. Thank you so much, Nancy, once again. Oh, you're very welcome. You've been listening to Charged Up Studio Live, the podcast with you, the small business owner in mind, with your host, Dana Olivo. Join us every Tuesday as we bring you valuable tips and insights into many of the topics you don't know you don't know about growing a successful business. Please leave us a review on any of the streaming platforms you are listening to or visit us on the YouTube or Facebook page and leave a review or subscribe so you don't miss another episode. You can also support us through Patreon by visiting our website, chargedupstudio.live, and click on the Patreon link. Until next week, go out and have a charged up week.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.